Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Ryan Fraser. This is Troy Daly. This is Gus Boyet. This is Don Hutchison. This is Jürgen Klopp, and you're listening to The Big Interview with Graham Hunter. Thank you, Jürgen. I travel to all these interviews from Barcelona, and our socios, our beloved members, keep us on the road. This independent podcast wouldn't happen without them. Please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter right now to join us, to become a socio, and to get every interview we produce without adverts and before it goes out on the main feed, plus lots of bonus content, including the chance to put questions to our guests and to me via the monthly Q&A. You will also get bonus content every month, including the audio versions of my regular columns for ESPN. So do please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter and join the club and get your family and friends to do so. Maybe even strangers in the street. Love you. Hello, welcome to part two of my interview with Martin Brathwaite, FC Barcelona's number nine striker. What a shirt to wear. What a number. I hope you enjoyed part one. I bet you did. If you haven't listened to it yet, I think you should, don't you? I'd like to thank Martin, once again, Xavi Alegria and Sergio Nogueras at FC Barcelona for putting so much effort to arrange this one just before training last week. One of the things that attracted me to this pursuit of Martin Brathwaite was the way in which his story has kind of come full circle. When he joined very nearly a year ago, in extreme circumstances, Luis Suarez and Usman Dambele out for months and Barca given special dispensation to ruin poor old Lekanez's season by signing Brathwaite when Yusuf and Naziri had already departed in the transfer window. It meant that Brathwaite was a Barca player out with the time he could register to play in the Champions League. Imagine that. You've made your dream move. You're at a club that maybe you couldn't even have dreamed of joining. Every sinew, every synapse is bursting with energy. And with the Champions League games passing, you aren't eligible to play. So when this season's competition came round and Brathwaite found his opportunities again limited with Messi back in the team, Dembele fit, a couple of substitute appearances, but history made coming on late in the game against Juventus in Turin where Barca won there for the first time in their history. That's already on your CV now. 
But when the group was tightly balanced, and boy, let me promise you that Dinamo Kiev gave Football Club Barcelona a chasing um, under Matteo Luchescu in the first of the group games at Camp Nou. Now, by the time the two crucial games away um, against Dinamo Kiev and away in Hungary against Ferenc Varos, when those came around, Messi was rested. Brathwaite was a starter. And I found the games electric. He played in a mix of positions between outright centre forward and down the left. He scored goals. He gave assists. And one of my duties for UEFA was to name the man of the match. And he got one of those awards because as far as I was concerned, he absolutely stood out for effort, intelligence. And when um, Barcelona won away at Dynamo Kiev 4-0 and then 3-0 against Ferenc Varos, Brathwaite was my man of the match with his goal and his assist against Serhai Rebrov's team. Overall, what I'm trying to talk about is a man whose attitude to adapting, whose willingness to take on responsibility, whose willingness, again, to make use of scraps of appearances like he used to make use of scraps of possession at Leganes, it causes real admiration in me, from my opinion. Um, and Denmark would agree after he scored the goal against Ireland that put them through to the European Championships this summer. From my opinion, Martin Brathwaite is a very interesting, very aggressive, very mobile, but very smart striker. I like watching intelligence on the pitch, and that's what he gives us. In his year, he's now played 36 times for Barcelona, seven goals, a handful of assists, and every time he's on, what you see is an example to people who want to learn how to approach the game at the top level. So it was fun um, chatting to Martin. He was he was witty, he was engaged, and you'll hear that he stops to think about certain answers. The answer about what it felt like to score in the Champions League, the answer about his his toughest opponent, these were crackers. This is one of our best. So, listen, at the end of it, I'll be back to tell you who else we've got coming up on the big interview. Enjoy, please. As you brought up in Denmark, was there a slightly American mindset, either from what you inherited genetically from your dad, or in the way that he talked and taught you? I think uh, from Denmark, I have the humble side, working hard, being really humble, because us Danes, um, how can you say, we shouldn't think too big of ourselves we have to be like really humble but of course the american side which i have for my dad i think i have this uh mentality of dreaming big everything is possible in life you just have to go and chase it and my dad he always used to tell me all those things when i was young but he also used to tell me that it's going to be really hard and uh he told me how i had to be better than everyone else uh, growing up my dad was really tough at me uh from a really young age and i didn't when I was a kid, I didn't really understand why. I didn't understand why is my dad like this. I used to, I used to to run crying to my mom. You know, there was this great balance: the hard dad and then the soft mom. I could run to, and sometimes I used to think like, do my dad don't like me or what's going on? But as after I got older, um, I start to realize what he have done, 
and my dad is my best friend and uh, I, I, I've just seen like I don't feel the pressure now after all those moments I think as a kid when you're trying to get the acceptance for your, from your parents that's the biggest pressure you can play with actually and if that don't break you it makes you so from a young age I asked to play with the pressure to satisfy my, my dad also because he would be really angry at me if I didn't play good or if I didn't give my all if he felt I didn't give my all he would be really really angry at me so from a really young age I learned that when I played I had to give 100% I, have, I couldn't I couldn't hold back and I think this, uh, that those moments it has helped me a lot in my career Martin, as a parent yourself, as a parent myself, what your dad did here, I'm not going to call it daring, but there's a risk because imagine he saw you as a kid thinking, does my dad not love me? Because he's taken a, he knows what he's doing and he knows that the benefits will only come probably when you're a young man or even a more mature man. And he's hoping that we'll be close friends then, my son will see the benefits then. But at a time where you're not sure of his affection because he's being demanding, exigente, he has to, that, that's such a brave thing for a parent to do because the easiest thing in the world to do is to, is to be loving and close and say, it doesn't matter, never mind. He's quite a brave parent, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's true, that's true. He gave me a lot of love. He gave me, he always gave me a lot of love. Uh, kisses, hawks, always. When it comes to, to football, he was really hard. He was really hard. And he would, I remember sometimes he told me, like, you should quit. You should just quit football. If you're playing like that, you should quit, you know. And, of course, I would just said, no, I quit. I don't want to play anymore. But I know my dad, he didn't meant that. But he wanted to push me to make me think about things like I should give 100% or just stop. If I'm not giving 100%, I shouldn't, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't go on the pitch. So it's been, yeah, I, had, I have so many crazy memories from when I'm young with my dad. I think, he, I think he knew you well. We have sponsors. Um, they're very kind. They support us because when there's no COVID, I have to travel all over Europe to, to do up to Denmark. We went to Michelin. I probably pronounced that badly when Rafa van der Vaart was playing there. Um, so we, our sponsors help us a lot. Bet365 have asked us to ask you um, a couple quick ones. Who's the best in your evaluation? Who's the best defender you've ever played against? That's, that's difficult to say. I would say the toughest opponent. I remember when I signed uh, in France, in Toulouse. My first game was against Monaco and they had Eric Abidal. I was playing against Abidal and I could feel I was stronger than him. I was faster than him, but he just outsmarted me in something I haven't tried before. So that's the first time I recognized someone who just like, you know, he was with the ball, the way he marked me, just with that, I, mean, I felt the experience from a really young age. That's the first time where I felt, okay, that's a big difference, yeah. It's a great answer. I'll tell Eric, I'm very friendly with him. He's a marvellous guy and he was part of the team that signed you. So I think we all owe Monsieur Abidal. Bonjour et merci. Um, a second question from our sponsors is, and, and listen, Martin, I, you're a brave man. You can choose this one if you want, but we've got a lot of members, listeners from the Republic of Ireland. So be careful when you answer the question as to what's your favourite goal you've scored in your career? <laughs> yeah, of course, one of the goals are definitely the one uh, against Ireland because qualifying uh, qualifying your, your national team um, to the Euros is something special and I think it's, it's a childhood dream uh, to represent your country. So it has to be... Uh, yeah, it could be it could be a top three of my favorite. I would say, not not the Copa against Madrid, 
Not your debut goal for Barca, the cha- debut champ, the debut Champions League goal, man. When you felt home. Yeah, they're also there. No, of course, of course. Those moments, scoring uh, my first goal um, when I came to Spain against Madrid, yeah. Of course, the Champions League goal, but the first goal for Barca was special. For me, the first goal for Barca was really, really special. It's a good enough answer. We've got socios as well. Um, men and women who've been behind us for the six years we've been doing this, um, 107, 108 or 108 um, interviews, they've supported us. And they're interesting people. So I'm going to just quickly say thanks, Richard Cosmana. It's not you today. Ian Boddy says, I'd love Martin to talk us through, not the relationship with Henrik is done, Chris Hennigan. Martin, your first day at training with FC Barcelona. Describe it. Describe the emotions. Describe the, the how you felt when you went home. I felt it was like, I think it was like the 10-year-old Martin Brathwaite who turned up for training. I, You know, when you're young and you have all these dreams and suddenly you're there. What you've been dreaming about. <laughs> you've been dreaming of this moment since you're really young. Being in a club like this and, you know, from a really young age, I saw some of these players here. I used to watch them in, in, in my little town in Denmark. I used to watch them on TV and now it's my teammate. So you're turning up and you go from one club to the other. And just today you're standing in the mirror. You've seen the, the club badge in the mirror and you're like... I'm really here. You're going out to training. And when the training starts, everything is just normal. You know, then, then suddenly, you, you know, you're just playing. But it's more like when you arrive and you have time to think. It's, it's, it's special. It's special. And it was, it's something I will always remember. And also, it's like, I said, okay, I'm going to be here for many years. I'll do everything. Before the rest of this big interview... I'd like to tell you that our entire archive of audio and video content is now on our new YouTube channel. We've begun filming all of our interviews, and there are already loads of clips with guests, including Rio Ferdinand, Connor Cody, Brendan Rogers, and Jamie Carragher, plus full interviews for you to watch and to share. Please do share with friends. Go to YouTube and search Graham Hunter or click on the link in the show notes to this episode and become a subscriber. I honestly think you'll enjoy it. Thanks. I do this, I talk to myself a lot, I sing a lot, because that changes my endorphins. But as you're going to the day, I suppose you weren't doing this, but were you going, OK, Martin, um, don't look Leo straight in the eye. Don't miss your first chance on goal. Uh, give the simple pass every time. Make sure the top is buttoned straight up. Did you talk your, yourself through it mentally in the build-up to going out? for Because your heart must have been a little bit like this. For all that you're really well amuebladled here and you're a smart man still and all, but the heart must have been a little bit like that. Of course, of course, you got the butterflies in the stomach and you're excited and everything. But all those small details, I didn't really think about it. But I think it's like more the build up of everything to go into the, to the first training session. It was, yeah, all you feel the excitement. You just want to go out and train. Like I felt the excitement. And of course, it helped. And it's amazing. People in the club, the players, it's so easy to just settle in the club. So everything was really, really easy for me. 
We've got very short time left because you're about to go training and therefore it's unusual to step away from Barca, but I've watched you be a really good partner, mentor for two strikers who've gone on to do brilliantly. I know that at Lega, particularly after Brighton came in for Naziri, this young buck, this young Mustang, wild horse of a man, slightly lost his focus. And I watched you on the pitch and I heard about off the pitch just trying to help him, teach him a little bit, just be a good companion. And Ziri is now knocking them in senseless for Sevilla. It was David Moyes, the West Ham manager, phoned me to ask me about him before the bid went in. One of the players I've adored watching. I don't know what he's like as a fella, although I've interviewed him. You played with at Toulouse. And I noticed that Vissam Ben Yedder has gone on to great things once he's had the Brathwaite touch. Talk to me about those, talk to me about those two guys and... and, and just your, your playing and working relationship with each of them. Two different players, completely different players. Uh, ben Yedda, uh, amazing, amazing player. And he's so composed in the box. So one of the most composed players like, I've seen. Um, just a natural goal scorer, I would say. It's the guys, when he, when he, when, when he gets a chance, he puts it away. And in a series... Um, Young guy, when I played with him in Leganes, he have like these physical abilities and a bit wild in his game. And um, the the thing is, when I'm playing, it's about going back to what you said earlier about me being unselfish. It's not that I'm unselfish, but when I'm in a team, obviously I want to do amazing and play good, but I want the players around me to shine too, because if the players around me they're not doing amazing, then I cannot show my full potential as well. So for me, it's always about the people around me, they are blossoming as well. So it's about recognizing what kind of player is this guy? How can I make him better? And no matter where I am, that's just what I'm trying to look at. So we have a great partnership up front. So everyone is doing amazing scoring goals and, and showing the best side of themselves. Because in the, end of the, in, in the end of the day, it's about winning titles. And you don't win titles individual. You win the title as a team. So it's about making your teammates shine together with yourself. That's how I look at, at great players. If you, can, if, you can make, uh, if you can bring the best out of your team, not only out of yourself. It's a beautiful attitude. The last one, Martin, because at half past we stop. I don't care about headlines. I'm not looking for revelations. But I've been watching Leo Messi since he was 15. I've interviewed him maybe 23 times in short form and in long form. It's been the privilege of my lifetime to, to, to see him, to interview him. He is both occasionally a difficult man, tempestuous, funny. I think we can use the word genius. I, I think we can. If, if he was a scientist or an actor, or a businessman, we would use that word. How, how hard is it, or what are the difficulties of learning to actually not just play with him, but to succeed with him for somebody? Because I think you have to learn to read his game. But the whole point with his game is that nobody can properly read his game. Just try and describe the process a little bit. Yeah, it's a lot of talk about it's difficult and I don't find it difficult to be honest. He's so good setting himself up, setting his teammates up. So it's actually just about 
when I came here, I start to see, okay, I was, I was actually looking at him and Suarez, how they were playing because they're amazing. And as a fan, I just loved how they played together. And I was so happy that I also got the time to play with uh, Luis before he left. So I was just trying to look at, look at them and I was trying to look at how, how is Luis moving? How come? And I asked Luis one day, uh, because curious as I am and want to develop, I asked like, how did you develop this bond? How did how did uh, this partnership happen? And I've been trying to study them, and I try to see like the combination of running behind, coming playing, and the one twos and everything, uh, and just try to learn from that. Because he's 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 also a team. He's a big team player. He's scoring goals, but he's always making a lot of assists for his team as well. So it's not difficult playing with a player like that. It's quite easy. Well, I'm thrilled for you that you've had that experience. And for Luis Suarez, we don't have time to talk about the the mental focus, the techniques. We've got so many things. This would have been you've got a lucky escape. This would have been a 90 minute match between you and me if we had the time. But training is quite important to elite an elite sportsman. Martin Brathwaite, um, it's as good and as interesting and refreshing listening to you as it is watching you. We're huge fans of just what you're doing. I hope you end up with some trophy this, this season, but I know that we'll meet again because you'll be at Barcelona for years. See you in the mix zone. Thank you very much. And I didn't even try out the Danish that I was taught in 1982 when we met some nice ladies from Copenhagen. And I think it went something like which they told me was something like something like oatmeal or strawberries and cream or something like that. <laughs> but I know you were acting. You've never understood a word of that, but you're pretending you did. So for that, I respect you even more. Thanks for, thanks for having me and I wish you guys all the best. Thanks for being on The Big Interview, Martin Brathwaite. And with that, Martin Brathwaite said a polite goodbye and trotted off out to train in the winter sunshine with Leo Messi, Antoine Griezmann, Marc-Andre Ter Stegen, Sergio Busquets, Usman Dembele. Yeah, that lot. What a life, eh? Before leaving you, I have to thank the socios who sent in questions that because this slot was before training and time was tight, they simply didn't manage to make it into the show. It didn't mean that I didn't send them to Martin, though, so he's aware of them. And Chris Hennigan, we did hear from you, and I thought Martin's answer was really interesting. But to everybody else, Ian Boddy, um, I hope you're happy that he covered your question about Henrik Larsson. And... Um, he did it well, didn't he? I thought. Richard Cosman at Supercos. I'm sorry we didn't talk Middlesbrough. The good news that you did, as you know, make it into the Q&A this month. Supercos. Merrin Myrtle, you sent in two questions. Thank you. Chewing gum was the subject to the first and is one subject that brings out the Charles Bronson in me. So I'm kind of glad it wasn't in the interview. But the recovery work when these elite players are performing so many games. I'd have loved to have heard Martin talk about that. Great question. I think we'll get him back on, Merrin, and I'll remember to put that to him. Finally, Richard Cook. Maybe we didn't talk enough about Messi, but all of us at the big interview, well, we pay attention to the fact that these are questions that Martin Brathwaite and others around Messi at Barcelona hear so often that they're often grateful not to be asked about the wee man. Thanks to you all. It's great having this extended production team of socios, and if you want to join in, you can at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. For the moment, it's time for the music of Beer Jacket to fade up, as I tell you that we'll be back soon with Jason McAteer. 
We had much longer with Jason, and he's a super storyteller. You're going to enjoy it, as I hope you do with all the big interviews. If you have liked this, tell a friend. Let the world know. Martin Brathwaite, it's been emotional. Thank you for listening to The Big Interview. It's produced by me, which sounds egotistical, but it's also true, Graham Hunter, and Backpage. Our music is by Beer Jacket, who else? Editing by Charlie McGarry. Thank you to our hosts at Acast and our loyal sponsors at Bet365. We're also supported by our socios. Find out how to become a socio, how to support us at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. Here endeth the lesson.